Alright folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll. I am your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Tuesday night as I'm recording this following the Denver Nuggets win over the Golden State Warriors, or, or kind of a shell of the Golden State Warriors, just like the Nuggets are a shell themselves. Final score, 89-86. This was a this was a, a early 2000s kind of score, if you've ever seen one. Uh, these teams were throwing rocks at each other in the hopes of winning a basketball game. And it turns out Denver threw the biggest rock because Nikola Jokic gets the game-saving block uh, right before the buzzer. Uh, this was a really, really big defensive performance for Nikola. A really, really big defensive performance for the Nuggets themselves. Uh, was just fantastic all around, allowing 86 points to the Golden State Warriors, a team that has Stephen Curry. You're starting, Ma- uh, you're starting Faku Campazo, you're starting Austin Rivers, you're starting uh, just a, a litany of players that defenses or and especially defense against that guy may not be their strong suit. It may not be the best case scenario for a player like like Faku or like Austin Rivers, but. The Nuggets have not complained. The Nuggets have not done uh, the thing where you say, oh, we're, we're losing these games because these guys are out, or we're losing these games because it's it's a really tough year with COVID and everything like that. No, they've done a great job of, of sticking with it, making sure that everybody is on board, and not taking any of the, the losses that they've had lightly. Michael Malone mentioned post-game that the Charlotte loss – at home was a really big, uh, a really kind of, it was, it was basically a debacle. That's not what he said, uh, but it was a debacle, especially on the heels of the OKC loss, the, the blowout at the hands of the Oklahoma city thunder. Uh, Denver knew that they had to come out strong and they did a great job in Los Angeles against the Clippers, despite that being an injured team. And now they've done it again. They've, they've, won a game with their defense, with their attention to detail, uh, with their ability to grind out a win, even if it's not pretty, over what is either the best or second best team in the NBA. And I know that the Golden State Warriors were down Draymond Green. They were down Jordan Poole. They were down uh, several other players that, that would have been very important for the outcome of this game, but so was Denver. Like, let's be frank. Denver's had to change their identity so much because Jamal Murray has been out. Uh, it's it's about time that Golden State has had to change their identity without a guy like Draymond Green, who obviously would have helped this game. Aaron Gordon would have helped this game for Denver as well. So it's it's not like it's not like the Nuggets are any more or less injured or agree or yeah grieved than the Golden State Warriors. So. Let's not use that as, a, as an excuse, anybody, and I know that Nuggets fans certainly will not. Uh, Michael Malone definitely is not. He knows how hard it is to win in this league, and I think that it's just it says a lot about the character of this team. It says a lot about the character of this group that they are able to do that. So let's talk about how they got it done in the first segment. Second segment, we're going to talk Jokic versus Curry. And third segment, we're going to talk about defense when Denver wants to. First quarter, Denver played elite offense and elite defense. Thought it was pretty clear from the get-go how locked in they were on both ends of the floor. They started this game out 10-0, to and Jokic was playing well. Will Barton shot the ball really well early. 
Uh, Austin Rivers hit an early three. This was a really good start uh, offensively for the Nuggets, and they've they've had that pretty consistently. It does seem like Denver's offense, and I'll have to do some data work on this. You know that I'll bring the the net ratings and whatnot. Uh, it does seem like Denver has been a first-half team, that they've done really well in first halves where they've gotten out to leads, uh, and, and sometimes they've watched those leads slip away in the third and fourth quarter. But for the most part, it starts with them playing well in the first and second quarter, and that really happened today. Uh, elite offense and elite defense in the first quarter. Bench comes in uh, after Jokic does well. Will Barton has 14 points in the first quarter alone. Uh, bench comes in, they carry the water as well. This was a situation where you wonder how a team like Denver is going to handle what happens to with a team like Golden State where they stagger Stephen Curry in such a way where he's playing both against the starters and against the bench. I thought the bench handled it very well. Uh, Denver down to 10 players tonight. Uh, Faku Campazzo, and they uh, they played a nine-man rotation because the 10th guy was Peter Cornelly. He would not have had a role in this game in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so they play nine, and they stagger Faku with the second unit, which I thought was great. I thought that was the right call for Michael Malone. Uh, did a great job. You had a lineup off the bench of Faku, Bones, Davon Reed, Zeke Naji, and Jamichael Green. And none of those guys were great offensively. I thought in kind of in combination with each other, they did just enough in the first half and then uh, were surviving by the skin of their teeth in the second. Uh, but, but first half, second quarter specifically, I thought you saw some some pretty good action from Jamichael Green rolling down the middle of the floor. Uh, from Faku Campazzo and Bones Highland attacking and kicking out to various players. Uh, Zeke Naji did a good job of rolling as well. Uh, this was a really good bench performance from Denver. Just look at the plus minuses for each of those guys. Uh, Jamichael Green is only a minus three in 13 minutes. That's pretty good. Uh, Zeke Naji plus five in 19, plus 11 for Bones Highland in 24 minutes. And then Davon Reed is a, a net even in his 18. So this was a really good bench performance and it started in that first half where Denver, they, they had a 31 to 16 lead in the first quarter. That balloons up to 60 to 34 or 36, excuse me, at halftime where the Nuggets are taking a 24 point lead going into the half because not only did the starters play well, not only did Faku and Austin Rivers and Will Barton and Nikola Jokic and Jeff Green, not only did they hold up their end of the bargain in that first half, but the bench did as well. And that's what happens when you get good play from both units at the same time. It's a really, really tangible feeling. And I did some data work on this for for stat of the week on Tuesday morning. So Make sure to go check that out if you're interested. Uh, but when Denver's bench and their starters play well at the same time, if you get point production from both sides, uh, the starters get at least 70, the bench gets at least 30, the Nuggets are 9-1. That seems pretty crazy to me because sometimes like you'll, you'll go through normal progressions uh, with the starters and the bench. Uh, and then the defense doesn't hold up. But I really do think that the offense, like as long as both units are scoring reasonably well, Denver's going to put themselves in a position to win more often than not. And I think that's pretty impressive that they were able to 
uh, do that in the first half. Now games have two halves, and it's very clear uh, that Denver they they were really hoping that the second half uh, they they had done enough uh, because they get outscored fifty to twenty nine in the second half, and the third quarter happened and the offense completely malfunctioned. Uh, it is going to be very interesting to see uh, whether whether that changes or not in the next game that they that these two teams play because uh, there were a lot of things in that third quarter that I didn't like from Nikola Jokic from specifically and from how Denver really handled the the cutting and the spacing around him when he touched the ball uh, in the second half Jokic had nine missed shots and seven turnovers like that's that's 16 possessions right there Sometimes he missed multiple times because he he grabbed the offensive rebound and put up another shot. Uh, so maybe not 16 possessions, but that's several possessions where Denver was coming up empty from their best player alone. Uh, I thought this was another example of Jokic getting tired and taking too many threes. Uh, too many threes in this one where like he went 0 of 5 from the three-point line today. It's really hard to blame him. Because he is having to carry a unit that has Faku, Austin Rivers, Will Barton, and Jeff Green. And uh, Will Barton also slowed down in the second half. He was six of eight in the first half, and then one of seven in the second half. It just turns out that the one of seven, along with two of the free throws, were very, very important. I'll get to that later. But Denver scored just 29 points in the second half. Davon Reed. He led the Nuggets in baskets in the second half, total made field goals, with two. Two. Every other Nugget had one, and I think they had eight as a team. So that's insane. Like, it was either eight or nine. That is an insane breakdown where Denver just could not get any shots to go. They were one of, I think, 15 or 16 from the three-point line in the second half, and, and it just goes to show that things can dry up at any moment's notice. But if you have your defense right, if you play hard and you play consistently well for the entire time, and you don't give up a big run, then you're going to be okay. The Warriors scored 86 points tonight. And though they scored 50 points in the second half, we've seen Denver give up 65, 70, 75, big crooked numbers where it really just goes to show that when Denver's offense collapses, uh, they don't have the good enough defense in order to make it happen. Well, tonight they had good enough defense in order to keep that lead, and they never fully relinquished it. They It was tied 84-84 at one point, and that's when Will Barton hit his buckets, or he hit his bucket. Um, very odd possession uh, with about 50 seconds left to go, where Will Barton tries to drive baseline. Jokic is on the wing next to him, calling for the ball, wanting the ball at the top. Yeah, uh, but Barton is still probing on the baseline, and he kind of gets double teamed and throws up a shot in the middle of a double team. Somehow he comes down with the rebound and then tips the ball up and in again or, or, or shoots it back up and in. It was, it was pretty difficult to tell, but it was a bad decision in my opinion by Barton, and I don't think that he played – well at all in the second half and was one of the reasons why Denver really struggled. Um, But overall, he had a really good game. When you get 14 points in the first quarter, 
The rest of it is it's okay if you struggle at times. And he got that. And he also got two free throws down the stretch that really helped seal the deal for Denver. Uh, it was such a big deal for him to get those four points because Jokic completely dried up. Just like he had one putback basket, I'm pretty sure. And it was just tough sledding for him and for the rest of the Nuggets for that entire time. And he was doing everything that he could on both ends of the floor, trying to keep up with Steph Curry, trying to battle on the offensive glass every single time. Uh, But he had to work really hard for all of those baskets. And it was fortunate he still went six of eight from the line. Uh, Jokic did. Got enough of those easy baskets, easy points that Denver was just able to squeak by here. Um, but it certainly wasn't the offense that got it done. It was the defense. And uh, I thought that it, it had to start with Stephen Curry. Every every single game plan against Golden State has to start with Stephen Curry. And I thought that Denver did a really, really nice job. Uh, Rivers and Faku basically split time on him while Zeke Naji, Jeff Green, Jamichael Green, Nikola Jokic, they had to play aggressively up the floor a lot. And sometimes Zeke Naji got switched out onto him. Sometimes it was Jeff Green. And I thought that both of those guys did a reasonable job in the minutes that they had. It wasn't perfect. Sometimes Steph hit a hit a three in Zeke Naji's face. And sometimes he drew free throws on Jeff Green. But I thought that Jamichael Green was very good. Jokic, very good. Um, even Zeke, like he had a couple of extra, a couple really nice possessions while guarding Steph. About as good of contests as you can possibly ask from anybody taller than 6'9". So, very impressive stuff from him. I thought that Davon Reed also did a pretty good job on the defensive end on like just in all of his minutes. The Warriors definitely missed some open shots. They definitely had some opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. Like their bench goes 0 of 8 from the three-point line. Uh, Steph goes 5 of 14 when he probably could have been even better. But you take what you can get. Uh, Despite the fact that they missed 15 free throws, you take what you can get. Uh, Because winning in the NBA is really hard. It is a really, really difficult process. And Denver's defense, for them to not fall apart in this game, where you're at Chase Center, you're down so many guys, the offense completely dries up. For them to stay locked in defensively shows a lot of maturity. It shows a, a group that just knows how to grind out wins. And they've done it before. They've absolutely done it before. And this game deserves a lot of credit and celebration and uh, just just a lot just i mean it it deserves its flowers where denver down as many players as they are they go on the road and beat the best team in the west maybe second best team if like me you think phoenix is better but it did come down to a key stop it came down to a fast break once again where jokic turns the ball over it was his eighth turnover and rather than bope rather than get too frustrated he gets back plays the low man against the fast break. Ball gets dumped off to Jonathan Kaminga, a rookie. And Kaminga goes up for a shot against Jokic, gets it blocked right at the rim. Just doesn't even come close to making it. Jokic takes the ball right out of his hands, basically. 
and stonewalls him just just completely. And it's the third such occasion in the year 2021 where Jokic has made a game-saving block. That doesn't happen with everybody. It doesn't happen with a lot of centers. It's it's very abnormal for a center be, to be challenged the way the Jokic has, and for Jokic, for the reputation that he has, to be able to come up with stops. It's clutch. It is another clutch factor that I think he deserves a lot of credit for. Sure, he had a rough time tonight. Sure, it was very difficult for him to uh, score, for him to make decisions against what was a really, really packed paint by the Warriors. He tried to hit cutters. Ball got deflected on several occasions because the Warriors had all five players with a foot in the paint. That's tough. That's a tough place to be. But Jokic still did a fantastic job overall. He was the best player on the floor. And we got to talk about him in this matchup against Stephen Curry. Because I thought this was a very interesting matchup between two top MVP candidates. And what it looks like when it's boiled down to, we have to throw everything at you to stop you. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. All right, we're back. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackman here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, let's talk Jokic versus Curry, because I do think that this is a pretty strong storyline from this game and how both players really struggled. Both players, they had their ups and they had their downs. And I thought that the way that both teams handled these matchups was very interesting. Um, Jokic, in all of his glory, goes 22 points, 8 of 19 from the field. 0 of 5 from 3, 6 of 8 from the line, grabs 18 rebounds, including 14 defensive rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, the game-saving block, as well as 8 turnovers. was a plus 6 tonight. Steph Curry, on the other hand, uh, 23 points, 6 of 16, 5 of 14 from 3, so basically all of his attempts outside of 2. Came from the three-point line. Uh, six of seven from the line, four assists, four rebounds, zero steals, zero blocks, six turnovers himself, and was a plus five. So Curry in his 39 minutes was a plus five. Jokic in his 35 minutes was a plus six. Very interesting to see the overlap there and how Denver played in, in minutes where both of those players were off the floor. Do the math there. Uh Denver was a plus two in the minutes where neither Jokic nor Curry were on the floor, uh, from what I understand. I I might be wrong about that. Uh, But either way, it does seem to me like both of these players are clearly MVP candidates. Both of these players, the way the teams react to them, the way that Curry, when he gets the, or when he's being, when he's chasing around, trying to find an opening to get the ball. 
The entire Golden State Warriors team is screening for him, trying to pass him the ball, trying to do everything that they can to get him some space. It's very interesting to watch them whip around. The ball whips around with Golden State until Curry finally has a chance to touch the ball. And then Denver's defense, kind of like a, I don't know, kind of like a, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to trying to come up with a good analogy here, but everybody collapses on Curry the minute he touches it. If you don't, if you don't show one, two, or three hands in his face, then he's going to kill you. And I thought that Denver did a fantastic job tonight with that. Golden State, on the other hand, when when they were defending Jokic, they had good and bad examples of how to defend the MVP. A lot of what they did was just threw the kitchen sink at Jokic, where the times where they left him one-on-one when he was in the post, when he was in the mid-range, those were the times where they got killed. Jokic capitalized on those opportunities, especially in the first quarter. In the second half, or first half, the second half, they started doubling the hell out of him. They Every time he got the ball, every time, if it was against Kevon Looney, if it was against Bielitsa, if it was against a switch, they would double the hell out of him, try to get hit their hands all up in his space, do it so that they would deflect the ball, get into the passing lanes, and they prevented him from having a good second half. Actually, it was an atrocious second half, if I do say so myself. Uh, Jokic was very good in the first half, and it involved seeing the floor a little bit more, finding more passing lanes. Denver obviously made more shots in the first half around him to give him that space, so maybe this is a byproduct of Denver not being able to shoot. Maybe this is just Golden State understanding that they're going to force those guys, those outside shooters, to make shots, and if they didn't, then Denver would be punished for it because they wouldn't be giving Jokic any clear daylight. They didn't allow that. They didn't allow any opportunities for that. Uh, Denver, they did everything that they could to prevent Curry from touching the ball in the first place. And sometimes that's where you see the gravity touches, where where you see Juan Toscano-Anderson and players like that faking the dribble handoff with Curry, taking the ball themselves and drawing a foul. There are a lot of possessions like that, and there were some in the first half, there were some in the second half, more so in the second half, I think. But Curry also got it going in the second half where Denver, they lost some discipline with their three-point defense. Uh, Sometimes they would only show one defender in Curry's face as opposed to two. Golden State also started making some more shots. They started doing everything that they could to space for Curry. And that really opened up the floor for Curry, in my opinion. It's kind of a two-way street there. But they played well enough that they were able to get back into it, just not enough to match what Denver did in the first half, where it really seemed like Denver was playing some great Jokic ball. They made their shots. They had their cuts. They're doing a whole heck of a lot to... Uh, get those 60 points that they had. 
so the, both players are very good. They they create offense for their teams in such drastically different ways. Uh, I do think that there's a tangible example tonight where Jokic can just make more of an impact defensively than Curry can on a consistent basis, where Curry doesn't really impact things on the defensive end. There are some times where he has good man-on-man defense. But Jokic grabbed 14 defensive rebounds tonight. He stole the ball four times, had the game-saving block. And are there times where he gets caught on an island against Steph Curry or against Andrew Wiggins, where Wiggins punished him on a couple of occasions but missed the one that mattered in the fourth quarter? Sure, there are times where that happens, and I think that you still live with it, of course. But I do think what this game really showed tonight to me was that when you boil it down to just Jokic and trying to scramble versus just Curry and trying to scramble, I think that Jokic can do a better job of carrying the day because he's going to contribute a whole heck of a lot of other things, even when the shot isn't going down. Curry will drag and and he will take defenders with him ad nauseum throughout the entire night. But Jokic being a presence on the offensive glass, walling up on the defensive glass as well, deflecting passes on a consistent basis, uh, doing everything that he can in the lane, kind of controlling the paint in a lot of ways. Golden State only scored 38 points in the paint tonight. That's a pretty good number for Denver. Pretty, pretty good. Because that doesn't include the free throws, and it doesn't include the threes. He scored 16 points on the free throw line, 30 points on the free throw line, that's 46, and 38 points in the paint, that's 84, and they had two mid-range points, that's 86 right there. That's your total. Denver did a much better job of walling off the paint, even though they were spending so much time defending the three-point line. And they had to do that because of Curry. But they had the urgency to do that. And I do think that there is something to be said for that. And I want to get into it a little bit when we come back. We're going to talk about the defense and how they can be really good. We'll be right back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much for tuning in. What a fun game. What an interesting, uh, just a very stressful game for the the latter part of the second half, to be clear. Um, But I do think that Denver earned this one with their effort, with their execution, and with their hustle on the defensive end. They were fantastic. When you give up 86 points, anytime you do, uh, like I said, like it's just it's just so difficult to do that. Like they gave up eight offensive rebounds, and yet they gave up very few second chance points. It was just a really, really good thing to see from them in that the defense has fallen off a lot of times for Denver, where sometimes they don't give the requisite effort, sometimes they have to save it. Sometimes they have to do whatever they can to just get to the fourth quarter, 
So then they can start playing defense. Then they can start really locking in. And sometimes it doesn't even work like that. So I'm glad that they were able to do it tonight. Uh, They got the win. And I do think that it stands to reason that when you put enough solid defenders out there, especially switchable defenders, then good things can happen if the effort is there, if the communication is there. Jokic was very good defensively tonight. I don't want to take anything away from him. But that doesn't happen if Faku Campazzo, Austin Rivers, Will Barton, and Jeff Green don't lock in and do everything they can on the defensive end to switch, recover, rebound, uh, and and just prevent all of the tough shot or all the easy shots that they were giving up on so many occasions these last few weeks. This is a game that really shows the value of those switchers, the value of the players that when when you put them on an island against somebody else and tell them to guard one on one, then they can do that. Along with the starters. Jamichael Green had a really good defensive game. Zeke Naji had a really good defensive game. Bones Highland, not as good on the defensive end, and I, I don't want to like give him too much crap here because this is his first time facing Golden State. Uh, and also there are some things that like he's just not going to be able to do on the defensive end because of his size. Uh, but he's going to have to figure that out and, and put up a better resistance at the point of attack because of it. Uh, but Davon Reed, another great defensive game from him. Another steal. Currently second on the team in steals per game, which is insane. Insane that he's there. But even without Aaron Gordon, even without Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Michael Porter, PJ Dozier, list goes on and on. Denver can still play solid defense. As long as they're talking, as long as they're connected, and as long as they take this thing seriously. They took the Golden State Warriors seriously tonight. I think that that stands to reason that half of their battles on the defensive end stem from effort. And they knew that if they got this win tonight, how great it would feel to go into Golden State despite the injuries, despite uh, how both teams look very weird right now. It feels really good to win in this building. Think about what's happened in Chase Center to the Nuggets already. It's where they lost Jamal Murray. It's where Will Barton went down immediately after that, the next week that they came here. They've had some really tough moments in this building. We're embarrassed last year a couple times. And now, they get to walk out with their heads held high knowing that they put in as much requisite effort as they possibly could. They just held a team to 86 points, the Golden State Warriors, to 86 points. That's incredible. It really is. They should be happy. They should be proud. And Austin Rivers, for all of the talk about, uh, maybe they shouldn't have brought him back, maybe they shouldn't have, like, maybe this, maybe that. Why are you giving him this opportunity? Against bigger wings when Denver has to switch, against bigs when Denver's lack of a center is going to really bite them in the butt, I do agree. 
but against a team like Golden State, and I have this take, against Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah, I think that Austin Rivers is going to become vital in a situation where tonight he started, in those games he probably won't. If you can get Jamal Murray back and Will Barton back, not, not he's already here, but like you get them healthy and ready for the playoffs. And you have to go small. And you play three guards, Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic, against any of those teams. Whether it's the Warriors, whether it's the Suns, whether it's the Jazz. You've shown now, you've absolutely shown that when your defense locks in while playing small, that you can do it. That you like you, You've shown this now against both the Warriors and the Suns. Denver is 2-0 against those two teams when Nikola Jokic plays. It's kind of a big deal. And is the regular season the best indicator for how a playoff matchup would go? Absolutely not. Of course not. We've seen that several times where Denver doesn't necessarily have the best track record against a team like Utah, but they're able to make it work because they had a great matchup in Jokic and Murray against Gobert and Mitchell. I think this could be similar. I really do. That as long as you get your guys back healthy, as long as you get your guys fully engaged, fully accustomed to playing hard-nosed defense and just let Jokic and Murray carry you, you're going to be okay. This was the best defensive game that the Nuggets have played in a long time. And it started with the effort and the discipline and the attentiveness that you need in order to guard a team like Golden State. Sure, they didn't have all their weapons. Sure, they didn't shoot the best. Neither did Denver. They shot 24% from three to Golden State's 31%. Denver could have played better too. Jokic could have played better. And he will. He probably will. This is probably going to be his worst game against Golden State all year. At least I certainly hope so. We're going to see. We're going to see how this team responds. But right now, they have guaranteed that they will be at least 500 heading into the new year. I said on this podcast that Denver needed to be at 500 given this road trip that they're the massive road trip that they're on, given how tough December would be. I said that they needed to be 500 at this point in order to feel good about where they could go in the standings. And I still feel that way. They're 17 and 16. They have the five seed. They are two games back in the loss column of the Memphis Grizzlies for the four seed. And I don't see the other teams, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Blazers, any of the other teams below them. I do not see them making a big run because their schedules are about to get tough. They're still facing injuries. Denver's been facing injuries all year. This is all that they've ever known. They're going to be just fine. That is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the love and support. Uh, I will be back tomorrow 
Uh, this is a a fun time, despite the fact that it's stressful, despite the fact that it's very exhausting to be a Nuggets fan right now and to cover this team and to understand it from all angles. This is a fun time for Denver as they sort of kind of hopefully figure out an identity that they can sustain. It's going to have to come on the defensive end. It's going to have to come from even better play from Nikola Jokic. But if we know everything about anything about the MVP, it's that he's absolutely capable of surprising you. I think he's right in line to do that. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.